Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we listen to a group's music, and then we talk about it. And this is The Who. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Jared. This is Tyler here. And I fucked I... up, guys. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> I listened to the Guess Who instead. Oh, man. <laughs> no, did you really? No. All right. The whole, whole, whole episode, you got to talk about the Guess Who. Yeah, who else made I'm, a mistake? I'm I can relate. I love the Guess Who. They're Canadian, and they're better than Bachman Turner Overdrive. Don't let people tell you different. All right. So this week, we're talking about Guess Who. Let's restart this episode. Here we go. Three, two. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the first song from Guess Who. Oh, I know what it is. It's American Stunny Woman, Kravitz. easily. It's got to be American Woman. Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we don't all listen to the same music, and then we talk about the this wrong band. This is not even American Woman, is it? <laughs> this is the Guess Who's version of American Woman. They're no, the hey, original. No, it's the normal version. It just starts out jazzy. Skip forward briefly. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. American Woman, gonna mess your mind. They're the original, by the way. This week, we're apparently talking about the Guess Who. Here it goes. About to cut into it. Are we ready to talk about the who now? Oh, I thought you were going to do the intro. I'm sorry. No, I already did the intro. You remember, Hi, you remember when we did the Rolling Stones episode and I said, you guys, I messed up. I listened to the Roger Stones and then we didn't play anything <laughs> else. We didn't like go into this giant thing about the guess who. Well, you know what? I wanted to play <laughs> with it this good. time. It's kind of yeah, I, it's I, another I really British invasion it. band. <laughs> I like that. So the who, guys, we listened to the who. How do we feel about the who this week? Um, I thought was, I messed up were... and listened to the Beach Boys for real. They they're just the Beach Boys, okay. but what? less good. What? You didn't? You don't Be- think so? No. They even covered can, the Beach Boys. I would in disagree. There to, he confided this to me the other day, but I I refused to acknowledge. They're my Beachy Bud. The now, Who are not Beachy Bud at the beginning. The, okay, so maybe my generation has a little bit of a Beach Boys vibe. Maybe, they maybe, cover maybe. The Beach Boys. That doesn't mean that they have. Hmm. Like there were other songs that weren't. Uh, covers I thought were the Beach Boys for a second. Like what? Like what do you got? What you got? Oh God! Let me look at their look. Here, the Who were very different on their debut album than a lot of like. So like Rolling Stones and the Beatles, who we listened to, did like almost exclusively covers on their debut album, and the Who actually did like a lot of original music. Yeah, for real, they did. They're and it like, was good. And it was good. I really the liked the debut right. album. It's a good song, and it's not Beach Boys. I really like The Goods Gone. It's got a really good guitar riff at the beginning. I like The Goods Gone. I like this album. How dare you, Dad? It is a good album. How Although, I'll, okay, I guess can you, I, I guess you I'll come start. in here, you listen to the Guess Who, and then you want to come in and tell me that we listen to the Beach Boys. Puh. Puh. I mean, hold on. One fucking thought real quick. Something to do with a bucket, maybe? A bucket? A bucket? I don't remember. Who are you talking Who are you? Well, in the meantime. How did you feel about The Who, Tyler? The Who was, The Who's pretty good. Yeah? I, I've always liked The Who. I think, I liked, I think I've liked The Who less this listen than I used to like The Who. Yeah. Because it's all, you know, a lot of this stuff other than like Floyd's first album and 
all the Beatles are kind of bleeding into a yeah, just okay. But yeah, they're for, my generation is pretty good, and of course it's a mid '60s, so it still has a lot of the '60s uh, light garage rock vibe to it. So yeah, it does. I I actually like I I don't think that my generation was my favorite album from them, but it like it got me in the mood for the Who, the first album right. I did. And then I feel like I started to kind of wane going forward. Like I, I feel like I listened to a lot of the Who, and as the more that I kept going, I was just like, man, I don't know if I want to keep listening to the Who. <laughs> I think their later stuff gets kind of difficult because you really yeah. just have like the songs that you really want to hear. Yeah. But the rest of it is really drawn out as it goes on. Yeah. They're a single band. It's kind of singles. I I don't disagree on this one actually. I think that well, there are some good songs across their albums, but I do think that they are predominantly a singles band. Bucket T. Bucket T. It's right before Barbara Ann, actually. Hmm. Yes, it's a song. Um, a quick one. Bucket T. It was covered. Is that what you're saying? No, it. I don't know what that song is. It's just let, listen to it. Right, hold on. Are you? You're looking at a quick Listen one? Listen to yeah. the Beach Boys Bucket Tea? Bucket Tea wasn't even on the original album. What? It was yeah, on what, what I listened about, to. Well, you probably listened to the, um, I don't the, think ex- the extended thing. You probably listened to the extended version. Batman's not on the original. Caleb liked that one. He put it on our little list. Oh. I was real upset about that. But uh, I, I, the Who did a good a good version of Batman. The fact that it the is. Who did Batman's pretty cool. I guess I, let me take this opportunity briefly to say... Mm-hmm. That I'm really I'm annoyed. I I brought this up to to Dax yesterday. I'm really annoyed at Spotify and everyone in the record industry. They keep re they reissue all these old albums, and you can't get them without being a deluxe edition. And I can't tell what the original piece of work is. Yeah, it gets and a little all confusing. All of the Who's albums on Spotify are like that. Every single one, even like Tommy, which is like already. Right an excruciatingly long album like actually no actually i think tommy is the original now that i'm looking at it which is surprising but a lot yeah a lot of the albums on there like um just like who's next is a two and a half hour album because it's got all the live stuff and it's got a ton of like these different like plant sessions and like full versions and remixes and Right. It's, it's re- crazy. It's really hard to figure out like what you're listening to on it is. these albums. And doing all of this, everything, the stuff we've been doing this year for the, uh, the podcast has made me decide that I'm, I don't ever want to listen to an album that's not the original release. That's I don't care if, what kind of crap you stuck on it. I just want the original release. I get, that. Alone. I get that. Maybe also an opportunity to talk about the weird thing that Who did regarding singles. They released singles, you know, for like most of their albums. And a lot of the time, the single is not even on the album when it comes out. It's an odd choice for sure, because really, like if you think about the purpose of an al- like singles for an album, the singles are meant to sell the album. The, the way idea- it is right. today, I mm-hmm. mean, it was it wasn't that way when they were popular. Like you the when the Beatles so? released singles, they were on the albums. Well, well, the singles are what sold. Yeah, like the albums were like for the the really into it fans. Right. Make so a Beatles single and tell me that it wasn't on an album. Well, I mean, yeah, some people did it, but a lot of people just released the singles and then the albums were something separate. There is a Beatles song that was a single that wasn't released on an album. I'm not surprised that there's at least one, but most of them were. What 
then you get a b-side that's the whole point of the b-side is it's not it's that it's an unreleased hey jude there you go hey jude was never on an album it's because john lennon probably wouldn't let him do it but it's still it is an odd concept to like because i recognize that like people are going to buy this thing like back in the day you would have bought the single and you wouldn't necessarily have to buy the album it was kind of like a collector's thing to be able to like to like buy you would buy the single and then when the album came out you like well i already have the single that i want but i want the full album too so you bought the album as well like it wasn't necessary but it is an odd concept to release a single not for the purpose of promoting the album that's coming out that the people are going to want to buy, but just for the sake of having a single. Yeah. I did also read that I think it was their manager of the time uh, kept releasing singles that they did not want released. Oh, really? Yeah. There was some sort of like bad blood between them, huh. but they were under contract. Of the who? Yeah. Who? Who? How, yeah. how soon until we make a Bahamian reference on this? Uh, I I was thinking at the end. The who let the dog I don't know. Sometime at the end. Okay, we'll save it for then. Yeah. Who? Who? Hmm? The who let the dogs out. The who let the dogs out. The who so, let the dogs out. Those Brits done it? So, Boris the Spider, huh? Boris the Spider is a great song. I really, I was into it. Cobweb, cobwebs and Strange, too. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. But Boris the Spider. So, like, I remembered Boris the Spider, and I thought... I guess before I listened to the Who, I thought they had more silly tracks, mm-hmm. and I was a little disappointed that I didn't get enough silly tracks. Well, there are so some of the songs that they have um, that like I listened to a compilation a few years ago that I really got into the Who, and I did not realize that a lot of those songs were not on like the albums. Mm-hmm. So um, like, uh, oh gosh, oh my goodness, I wish I remembered all the songs. That's okay. There's a lot of songs. Give me a second. So I like the song "I'm a Boy." That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. That was one of, I think, one of their first like telling a big story, like Tommy. Then right? there's the song "Pictures of Lily," uh-huh. which, which is about uh, masturbation. Oh, is oh. it? Yes. Look, that song. That's so a you non- look at pictures of Lily, and then you. It's like about a poster on a wall, basically. Kind of like uh, it's kind of similar, I guess, to eight six seven five three zero nine. You know, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of a you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But um, but that was a non like a non album, um, single. Hmm. Yeah. So it was Happy Jack. Yes. You you familiar with that one? That was a big popular single. Yes. So let's from a get quick one. let's get into this really quickly, just because I feel like this is probably going to be a good conversation, like that'll kind of build over into things. Is that we for the first time actually went and saw the group live that we were listening to this week, but it was just me and Jared. So I'm sorry, Tyler and Dax. I wish well, that, rude. I wish that you guys had something to say about this, but Jared, what did you think about the who's live performance? It was fun. I liked it. Um, they Roger Daltrey Dalt. Yeah. Uh, Daltrey. Huh? Was he old and weird? He wasn't that weird. He just couldn't hit all the notes that he wished he could hit. Not when, anymore. He, when he could hit them. Not anymore. Uh, Pete Townsend was very good. Yes. Here's what's very interesting that I learned. Like, I did some research prior to going to the show. So, you got, um, you know, the two main original Who members that are still living. Yep. Then you got, um, hold on a minute. Are you talking current touring members that you're going to? Yes, yes. 
So the drummer and the bassist are dead now? Yes, so, that's uh, correct. Yeah, and the drummer who's so, currently touring with them is... Oh, go ahead, Jared. No, I'm sorry. Face. Well, no, I, I, this, lots of people would tell me one time. So Pete Townsend's brother is a guitarist in, in the Who touring. Then you got um, somebody named John Button. Wow, okay. He's the current bassist for the Who, and he performed the soundtrack for Batman Beyond. Oh, wow. I know. Whoa. Bringing it together. Then you have the drummer, Zach Starkey. He is the son of Ringo Starr. Wow. Yeah. That's something. I, I like wanted to that. ask him about the art, but I couldn't. I like that. He, he <laughs> Did is you the, go up to him afterwards? And <laughs> I wanted to. Does your dad have any art for me? He's, can, I get a, can I get one of those pieces, please? He, uh... He is the godson of uh, Keith Moon, the the original drummer of the Who. Mm-hmm. So Zach Starkey, he like learned how to play drums from the drummer of the Who, and then proceeded to take over for him after he passed away. Sure. Wow. Yeah. So Keith Moon died in '78, the year Who Are You was really mm. of alcohol-related wow. stiff. But John Entwistle, the interesting thing about John Entwistle is John Entwistle actually made it through the career of The Who, and then he died as they were ramping up for a reunion tour in 02, and he died in Vegas of a drug overdose. Hmm. So that's kind of... Very sad. Another thing that I'll I'll say about seeing them live. Did I interrupt somebody? You looked at me like I did. Uh, he was just like, he died. And you're like, oh, very sad. Anyway, <laughs> I just liked that. Way to take a moment of silence for the, for the deceased, Jared. Mm. He he blew his final int whistle. Oh, it what, was an int whistle. What were you saying, Jared? The thing that I'll also say is that Roger Daltrey he liked it. He was swinging around the microphone like he was in Taking Back Sunday. It was pretty great. It was amazing. <laughs> he was pretty swinging great. that microphone. Great. It was great. Did. Did Pete Townsend do the windmill? Of he course. did over, over and, and, over and over again. Over again. Oh, he loved fantastic. doing the windmill. He loved fantastic. it. Do you know where that started? No. Uh, he saw a picture of um, Keith Richards doing that, uh-huh. but he did not realize that Keith Richards was just stretching before the show. Yeah. He wasn't actually doing a windmill thing. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, he well, thought he, was he just... stole it from him. Yeah. Huh. Another fun fact of, of who being the first, they were, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe they were the first band to destroy their their equipment in a live tv performance that's probably that's accurate right. yeah. that makes sense and yeah. people went nuts they performed my generation and they smashed all their stuff it's a really cool video but for some reason you can't find it on youtube that's unfortunate so, but it is pretty neat the other cool thing that they did was so they started out doing a lot of songs from tommy and they also did a lot of songs from quadrophenia uh and they had this giant like orchestral background to all of their performance. And so, and I guess what they've been doing for their live performances is they've been having different like symphonies touring with them. So they'll go to a different like area. Every, every single uh, city has another, has a different um, orchestra. Yes. So it's not, they're not touring. Yeah. Local musicians. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they have to get their, Super early in the morning to be able to um, do the sound check and, and practice and rehearse, yeah, rehearse and everything for the show because they're going to be playing a whole bunch of new music. That yeah, it's mm. it yeah. was really good though. It put like it made their albums feel a lot more important, I guess, than just listening to them 
as their own standalone albums. Like they had a much bigger feeling to them. And I feel like I appreciated because what I ended up doing was I listened to all of their albums. I then went and saw them live and then listened to all of their albums again. And I think I got a little bit more of appreciation off of their music the second time around than the first time around because of the fact that I was able to like kind of see where all of it came from, like from the live performance. Hmm. So it was pretty good. I'm glad it was good. I think they're. I mean, they're known for do, for having good live performances. Yes, and they. I mean, live at live at Leeds is like the biggest live album of that era. Yeah. So, does anybody have a decision on what they think is their favorite album from the Who? Tyler, it sounds like yours might be My Generation. Is that correct? It's pretty good. I like the Who sell out too. Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite necessarily. I, I I'm a. I, like I said, sometimes it gets kind of difficult. I've always liked The Who, but I do really like their hits. Yeah. they Again, they are a very big hit group. And so it's difficult to say, like, an album for the most part. But Dex- I, mean, I, I think mine would be a quick one. A quick one. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah that is and a good one. That, well. The song, A Quick One While He's Away, mm-hmm. uh, over nine minutes. And yeah, I just love that about it. It's called A Quick One. Nine minutes. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Jared, favorite album from The Who? Um, Probably My Generation. That's probably what I'll say. That's fair. I so, did not like that album. It, I, just, it, was, it was very... together. It was just... It was like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones like debuts. That's yeah. how it kind of felt for me. Is It was similar. I thought it was better than their debuts, honestly. It was just a it's bunch very of good. bullshit thrown in. No. Like, it didn't feel like it was like put together properly. Hmm. I I, I disagree, but you're obviously entitled to your opinion. So my, I'll go ahead and give you guys my favorite song. Oh, okay. My favorite song by The Who is um, Baba O'Reilly. Of course it is. But, but if everybody else is, like, if anybody else has their favorite song as that song, go ahead and speak now. I, it's almost hard not for your favorite song to be Baba O'Reilly. Because if I had to pick another one. it's the best song ever. Foreshadow. What? Continue. What the heck was that? What oh just happened? My, I said mine foreshadowing. Foreshadowing for what? <gasps> that sounds familiar. It was foreshadowing Whoa. to now. Whoa. All right. All right. Go All right. Ahead. We'll, we'll do this first then. Go ahead. I, Five second I, foreshadow. The the song, Best Song Ever by One Direction. You want to give that a little, little play? A little stream. Oh, for God's sake. I don't know how I feel about you on that one, One Direction. You guys want to hear even... something fun? I saw One Direction a few years ago. I saw them they play that song? I went to their, uh, probably. I took my sister. I bought tickets for my yeah, sister. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you for interrupting <laughs> me with that horrible rendition. I went and saw One Direction. I took my sister for her birthday. Uh, I tried to surprise her, and uh, we got there to Indianapolis, and she's like, I don't even listen to them anymore. And I was like, why, why did I do this for you then? If you don't even like the band anymore, and I spent $50 on these tickets, and we had to drive all the way to downtown Indianapolis, and then she had a fun time, so it was, I guess it was all, I guess it was worth it. But. Good. Here's some actual Bob O'Reilly now. Thank you. Oh, I was going to, okay, go ahead. I was going to say if somebody else's favorite is this song, I had another favorite, so we, we can do more that. than one. I would say more than likely my favorite song from them is Bob O'Reilly. Well, 
it's hard to beat this song. Can I talk over this song yeah. right now? Okay. I've got I've got two that are not this song. Okay. So when I first uh, listened to this song, when I had an iPod uh, back in the day, I went on my friends and and took some songs from my friends on the Lime Wires. Legally streamed. Legally streamed. After it. after you had purchased the uh, album. Absolutely. And uh, when they put this on LimeWire for my friends, they put this song as Teenage Wasteland. So I thought that that was what it was called for a little while. A lot of people did. It's called Bobby O'Reilly. They don't say that in this song. I don't even know who Bobby is. You're not alone there. A lot of people think that's a name. They finished their show with this song, and it was incredible. It was incredible. Oh, yeah, that it was, was amazing. amazing. Truly, truly a, a great performance. Out here in the field. So it's interesting that nobody, because I think my favorite album is Tommy, and okay, I think yeah, that no, it's really good. It's such an interesting concept album. It's got. I think that they really excel when they're doing a concept album. Yeah, those both of those two concept albums are good. Yes. Tommy and Quadrophenia are both. They're both good. Yes, but it's interesting because most people would consider Who's Next to be their best album. But from my perspective, when the first time I listened to it, there's a lot of really good songs off of this album. But it's so 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 hard to follow Baba O'Reilly. You start an album with that track. How the hell do you have any track after that? I don't know. Man. How do you do it? How do you? It's what, the you best just, song. You ever. skip down a few and get to my favorite song, which is "Behind Blue Eyes." There we go. Yeah, that's probably one. Play the Limp Biscuit version. Fuck you. Shut your mouth, Jared. <laughs> All right, you. Could, I guess you could Limp Biscuit. Or we could do the Kelly Clarkson "Behind These Hazel Eyes." Hey. Oh, no God. one knows what it's like. To be the bad man, to be the sad man behind blue eyes. No one knows what it's like to be hated, to be faded, to telling only lies. But my dream. It's interesting to think that Pete Townsend wrote that, and yet, you know, he actually wrote it he has for a, pro, a uh, an individual, a solo project he was doing, but then the Who performed it. So it's kind of weird to hear Robert Daltrey sing Pete Townsend's words. It's also, well, Pete does a lot of the writing for their music, and you, I find that surprising, I guess, because usually I think that we associate the lead writing to the vocalist most of the time. And we don't often associate the lead writing to the guitarist. Well, he, no, that's true. But it's a little bit different when like all you do is sing. Right. He didn't, he, he composed the entirety of Quadrophenia, didn't he? That's Pete correct. Townsend. That's correct. Yeah. Pete Townsend is the musical genius. If you will, behind the group, really, truly, mm, truly, the whole rhythm, like the truly. drum and the bass are really what, what carry the band. Yeah, I but mean, they didn't okay write them. 
It, they wouldn't be the same. Like, what he what? wrote was nowhere near what they ended up with. Well, where does it go if no one writes it? Well. You don't just come up with stuff and then like sit there. He gave, like, a starting point. He was, like... Uh, These aren't all jam songs, Dax. I did uh, read that his demos were always very country-sounding. Hmm. Like, they they changed a lot. So he tried he to roll his stones get her. Yeah. Ah. Like, listen to any of their music, and the drums and the bass are just so good. The rest is just okay. You think so? I think so. So, okay, here's... Yeah, guess how many songs are credited to Intwistle? How many? On who's next? One. And Moon has zero. So continue, Cody's Dax. Mm-hmm. Well, was it which album was that that they that he was credited on? Quadrophenia? Who's next? Who's next? Intwistle wrote one song on Who's Next. Well, I thought that I can't remember which album it is. I'm trying to remember right now, and I'm feeling like. I'm feeling like it was a quick one where each one of the, the members were kind of like yeah, required to write like two songs off of the album. Yeah, they did do that. That's the, that's the only album. That's the only album where everyone contributed. Yeah. Because th- that was what the, the, the record company wanted. And that one's my favorite. Makes yeah, sense. But Which is, again, where most of them, why we got a Boris, the spider was because of the fact that they did that because like Pete would have never written a, a Boris, the spider probably. No, yeah. And thank God that he. That but you've got, got nine songs, four of which were written by Townsend, five of which were split up amongst the rest of them. Yeah. So this is going to be crucial to our later discussion, which we will get to mm. later. Mm. If anybody remembered about this, I later do. I, I just did it while we were all talking. So oh, thank go. goodness. Wait, where were you? Did you remember oh, no. we're going to do our top twenty, everybody? Oh, God. I can, I can be, yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about this when we went and saw them live, and I feel as though the Who are, so they're obviously in the top of some of the greatest acts of like the 60s and 70s, but I don't know that they ever were really like the big one, you know? Like, I don't think that they ever topped like Rolling Stones, they never topped the Beatles, they never topped... You know, Leonard Skinner. I don't think that they ever... Leonard not, I'm Skinner. sorry, Led Zeppelin. I don't know why I said Leonard Skinner. No. We were talking about Leonard Skinner earlier, and yeah. I got confused. On a different they, podcast. They never... Yes. They never topped Led Zeppelin. No. Like, they never were able to, like, I guess, push themselves beyond that point to be, like, the band of their... their era. Ge- their, inner, their era, their generation. Mm. Um, yeah, but they're, like, the hipster band of that era. That's true. What do you think it is about them musically that just does not resonate in the same way that other artists do? It's just not as easy to digest a lot of it. Yeah, they didn't write as many like hit singles. Yeah. So like they're known for My Generation was their first big song and that was a mm-hmm. great hit. Yeah. And then you got I guess Pinball Wizard. Yes. Which is a bizarre song, truly. Then well, you, that whole album is bizarre. Then you got Baba O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Then you got the theme song for CSI. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I mean, they never were well. able to really... I mean, I, I'm missing some singles that were popular in the middle of that, but yeah. none of them were... None of them were Let It Be. Right. None of them were Beast of Burden, which, I mean, is my favorite Rolling Stones song. I mean, right. but Rolling Stones have more popular songs than sure. that, obviously. Sure, Jumping Jack Flash and such. But, like... 
none of them were immigrant song. You know, I yeah. I I like the Who. I've always said I like the Who, and then going back and listening to the Who, I still like them, but they're not they're not what I thought they were, I suppose. Yeah. But I yeah, I, I I did enjoy their like their albums. Their albums, I guess I would say are similar to that of Elton John, where the singles are great, but the album as a whole were kind of other than the two concept records, which are so bizarre. Yes. I mean, you have really good songs intertwined in this concept, but mm-hmm. then you... I don't really know if I care enough about these characters that really care about this concept. Album. Sure, sure. That makes sense. And I think and the the interesting thing is, too, is how important singles are to the success of a group, especially early on, but even today, where having a really really successful album is not necessarily going to translate to being a successful band you have to be able to have a really big hit to to catapult you into the mainstream view but so i don't know i think that was more of a big deal then when radio play was more was like the prominent source of getting music right now i can listen whatever i want whenever i want well it's we're doing now it's not all these albums Mm. Was Tommy? What was ever done with Tommy? Because uh, the it, movie or the album? The because we never watched it. None of us did, right? Did I've anybody seen watch it before? Have you seen it? Yeah, it's a really good movie. Is it? I've never seen it. I was it's, gonna. That's why I'm, I'm kind of asking about it. So it's like it's it's weird. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I remember it having a lot of dead space. A lot of dead like, space. Not all of it was worth watching, but the parts that were worth watching were worth it for the rest. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I because it's I, been a while. Yeah, I obviously like I liked the it's album. Been a while, and I I just never ended up like spending any amount of time this week in preparation thinking, oh, I should watch the movie that's based off of this album that I really enjoyed. Like, I it's kind of like if we did a Green Day but... week, and I was like, I'm gonna go see the American Idiot performance for on mm. Broadway. It's like I don't have to do that. Like, uh, yeah. you can live without it. I think that seeing the live performance of the Who was way, way, way more important than watching, like, Tommy. You should watch it at some point. Okay. It is It is worth sitting down for, but... Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. We're just going to have to... So, okay, Jared, you wanted to talk about uh, the, the song for oh Donnie. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you dropped his phone. Bellboy! What do you want me to do here? You want to talk about this. All right. Here's my... We talked about my favorite song before, but I lied and I said a fib. My favorite song by The Who that is not Bubble O'Reilly because that now is apparently Caleb's favorite song because he agreed to it. It's hard It's hard to beat that song. My favorite song is Bell Boy because my Uncle Donnie showed it to me years ago. And it's such a weird, bizarre song. And I love it so. So I hope we're about to play it right now. Yes, we are. For the boys and girls listening at home. I'm working at an hotel. It's an odd one for sure. If you're out there listening to this, Uncle Donnie, thank you for expanding our our musical interests as at a young age. It's appreciated. Brought us to where we are today, doing this podcast. 
expect him on the expect him on the uh, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan episode. episode. He'll here be soon. on there here soon. Dax, what, what is your what favorite? Was that, on? that was on that was Tommy. Quadri- no, that was on Quadrophenia. That was on Quadrophenia, everybody. <laughs> of course, I was like, I gotta find out what album this is on. Well, there's so That's many songs off of Quadrophenia, it's hard to keep up with what all was on right. that album. So I like uh, "Love Rain or Me." That's a great song That's too. They played that Pearl live, Jam and it was beautiful. That, way, yeah. What'd you say? What Pearl Jam Pearl did that song? Jam covered that. Yep, that's oh actually a big gosh. time. That's one of their big covers. Dex, do you have a favorite song that you want to play? Is it Heinz Baked Beans? <laughs> that is a good one. That Isn't is that cover weird. sweet? Yes. Is yeah. that what you want? No, no, no he's not. What I want. Um, Let's play a little bit. Of probably. Do you think it's all right? What album is that off of? Tommy. Okay. Twenty five seconds. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's play it. Do you think it's all right to be the boy with I had to cut it quick because we can't play the whole thing. That's, that's we can't play the whole song. That's copyright. That's man. funny because I was just gonna say there's very uh, it's very rare that we actually play the full song of anything. Oh no, there's only a couple <laughs> songs. I think I can only think of one that we've played all the way through a couple times. And I'd say. Yeah, that was a stretch, but it worked. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I saw a 25 second long song and I said, you know what? I know it's pretty short. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do I, we, uh, isn't that catchy though? It is pretty catchy. What are you yeah. going to say, Tyler? I also like, uh, I can't explain, which is their first big single release. Mm. Is that your favorite song, perhaps? No, that's my second favorite song. Yeah, he already said his favorite song, you big goober. Do hey, we play it? True. Do we play it? Uh, yeah, we played yeah. Behind Blue Eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Are so. we ready to do that thing? Uh, do we have any closing thoughts about The Who at this point in I time? I want to say that the song by The Who, Silas Stingy, mm-hmm. it's about somebody that is holding on to their money. That song is about me. <laughs> I, I saw, I heard that song, and I heard the lyrics, and I said, man, that song, it's like Mr. Krabs and me all over again. Yeah. I often end up thinking of the kinks when I think of The Who as well. Yeah, we were talking about that at the show, actually. we brought it, I brought it up. Yeah. yeah. Why weren't they named The Why? Oh, nice. Or the when. Why weren't they named the why? The where. Mm. Now we're just going off of I like the, the song by uh, uh, Pete Townsend, um, Let My Love Open the Door. Mm. That's a beautiful Ooh. song. Ooh, here's what's really important. This is some, some really important information that we got exclusive from going to the live performance. There is planned to be a new Who album that comes out this year. Later this year. Mm. Around Christmas, he said. Yep. Around Christmas, Christmas, there should be a new Who album. Hope Rosie O'Donnell's on it. Around the holidays. That's what they say in the the UK, the holiday. The holiday. Mr. Bean's holiday. So, exclusively broken here. Keep your eyes peeled for a new Who album sometime this year. It's something to look forward to. Do we know the title? No. Ooh, no no disclosing detailies? No disclosing detailies. Who's old? Who's old? That's what it should be called. Ooh, Who that should old. be a good one. Who's that next? Who's old? And then, like, when they're all dead, it'll be called Who's Dead. You know, in the song My Generation, doesn't he say something like, uh, uh, he wants to Hope die. I die before I get old. Yeah, hope yeah. I die before I get old. He did say that. They did not play yeah. that song when we saw them live. 
That's uh, which that's is I figured they would have. He's old. My generation. That's one of their most popular songs. They didn't play that song. You can't wish death now. That's it's true. too late. They're alive. They seem to be having a good time together. Just the two of them oh, hugging each old. other. They're like, man, this, this he's been my mate for fifty years. And I looked at my brother Caleb and I said, "You're my mate." Cause you're and my I, mate. And I will stand by you. You're, you're my mate. mate. And I will stand by you <laughs> in the my face yeah. of things mm. that will hurt yeah. you. You're what? my mate. Mm. And I yeah. will stand by you. All right, let's do um, this thing. Okay. Yeah, I think, we, I think we've broken down. I think we've broken down completely. So this is, in fact, episode 20 of Record Roundtable. Wait a minute. We broke down so badly in the worst way. So That's what happened to Roger Daltrey when he was swinging that microphone. So this is episode 20 of Record Roundtable. If you've been listening since the beginning, we appreciate you. Thank you Thank for you. being here. Uh, we are going to go and run through what we believe to be our top 20 that we have covered up to this point in time on this episode. Uh, I say we do this as not as quickly as possible, but try and get through this you know, relatively quickly. Yeah, 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 we'll move. We'll move. So uh, we're going to go through our top 20 bottom to top. And yeah, Dex, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Cool, let's hit it. Uh, the Rolling Stones, bringing up the back of the pack, uh, followed by Arcade Fire, Radiohead, Kanye West, which I wasn't on that, but who cares? Fugazi, Pink Floyd, The Who, Modest Mouse, Elton John, Nine Inch Nails, Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, Kendrick Lamar, Michael Jackson, Talking Heads, The White Stripes, Bowie. Beatles, Mountain Goats, Vampire Weekend. There you go. That's my list. Vampire Weekend, Mountain Goats. Those are in the top. Yep. Uh, so my top, I uh, my which is funny because I, I feel like it makes sense to start with my bottom because it is Dex's top. Uh, Mountain Goats Ooh. is my bottom. Mm. Bring up the backpack. Uh, Talking Heads, Fugazi, The Who, Rolling Stones, Elton John, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Arcade Fire, Vampire Weekend, Modest Mouse, David Bowie, Nine Inch Nails, Michael Jackson, White Stripes, Kanye West, Nirvana, Beatles, Radiohead, Kendrick Lamar. Beatles were third for both of us. That's interesting. That is interesting. I agree. I also you want me to go next, or you uh, want to yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tex. Oh, go ahead. Tyler, you want me to go next? I don't. It doesn't matter. All right, I'll go. So from the bottom to the top, brah. Fugazi, The Rolling Stones, Elton John, David Bowie. Pink Floyd, Arcade Fire, Modest Mouse, The Mountain Goats, Radiohead, Talking Heads, Michael Jackson, Kendrick Lamar, Vampire Weekend, Nine Inch Nails, The Who, Kanye West, The White Stripes, Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, and The Beatles. And Tyler. Slight shift there, Jared, between their top two from last time. Or the second and third, sorry. I want to preface my list by saying that this doesn't represent a list of showing which artists I prefer over the other ones, but really a general mood of the week, which w- moods were worst and which moods are best for me yeah. while listening. Yeah. I think that's what we all think anyway, right? I think so, yeah. I don't, I'm not necessarily yeah. saying that Mountain Goats weren't like, were like the worst band by any means. And I'm right. certainly, I'm certainly not saying that I don't like Talking Heads. It's more at, I just didn't, I guess it, at the week, the experience of listening to all of their albums just did not hit hit home as hard as perhaps listening to all of the Beatles albums or listening to all right. of the Radiohead's albums for me. All right, let's do it. Yes. 
Bottom to top, my bottom, Michael Jackson, Stones, Elton John, The Who, Led Zeppelin, Kanye, Vampire Weekend, Pink Floyd, Arcade Fire, Nirvana, Mountain Goats, White Stripes, Kendrick, Radiohead, Bowie, Modest Mouse, Talking Heads, Fugazi, Nine Inch Nails, and Beatles. So let's at the top for everyone. I was going to say, let's look at some patterns here. So one of the, the overarching patterns that is not surprising at all is Beatles being near the top for basically everybody. Top. Some... Actually, it's funny for me and Jared, it's still number one. And for you two, it's number three. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty, pretty resoundingly high, but surprisingly the stones are in the bottom. The everyone. stones are at the bottom. How is that a surprise? Everyone. Cause we all, did not enjoy it. Yeah, Why would um, it be a yeah. surprise? Because of it how wasn't fun Im- because of how important the Rolling Stones are. Yeah, to but it, I didn't uh, yeah. go back and listen to the Rolling Stones in the time I listened. To, I, I listened to beast of burden more times since then. Yeah. But I'd, I have no interest in the, in the Rolling Stones. Sure. I think that's the only week thus far as well where we've all come in, you know, like at the beginning, it's all of us were like, yeah, none. I didn't like it. The Stones and Elton John are the two weeks that like predominantly we were like coming in not super happy about what what it just happened to us. Right. Well, Dex has Elton John at least relatively high. I feel like. Yeah, he's middle. He's middle range. Yeah. I didn't hate that one. It was just, you know. I'm trying to think of some other things that stand out from looking at the list. Oh, it's what also is interesting. Me and Tyler have the who pretty far back around the same point. Uh, Fugazi was not really well received by anybody other than Tyler. Like it just didn't like, it wasn't one of the higher ones for people. Um, Let's see. Pink Floyd, I feel like is not super high for anybody specifically. Kanye West is low on about everybody's other than me and Jared. Let's see. I think that it's interesting that uh, me and Dax's top one is very, very different from what would be expected from other people's lists, mm-hmm. where like mine's Kendrick and yours is Vampire Weekend, which is like not not even what you would expect anybody else's to be their top, but we're biased and it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know when we'll do more like like run throughs of who the tops are, but I think that what we should top do 30, I guess. We might uh, be able to do like a well, top fifty, just, like a dedicated, like special. Well, right. I was thinking we'll do a dedicated fifty, and what we'll do well, is we'll actually right? no, oh, no fifty. We'll okay. do fifty. We're doing fifty artists this year, and so I think that what we'll probably end up doing is is maybe we'll actually spend some dedicated time talking about the experience of listening to maybe like a top five. Like we'll talk about our top five and say like this is what I really got out of this week. This is what was like, we'll talk more about the actual experience rather than just like listing off names. You know, mm. does that seem like a good idea? Yeah. Yep. If you listeners think that sounds list- uh, listenable, cause that's what we care give about. Us is, a hell yeah. yeah give, give us a yeah. thumbs up right now. Give yeah. us. Yeah. Just put, put your thumb in the air and wave it. Like you just don't care or sound off on our Facebook page. That's probably uh, smart. Yeah. That's probably where we'd really want you to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Send us a DM. Yeah. Send us some of the sweet, yeah. sweet. Get lost in our DMs. Slide into my DMs, yeah. baby girl. If you, if you like this video, uh, click the thumbs up button below and subscribe, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have any closing yeah, thoughts? Better. No. I'm on good, our, I think. List on the who in general. Anything else we want to say? You know. I don't know. It's kind of weird because I've watched documentaries about the who and stuff too. I, I really like, I, for a long time, I liked the who more than the Beatles. 
Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't. Um, I definitely but I do like don't. the Who. I do think I like the Who more than most British bands of that era. That's fair. They smashed a bunch of stuff, and everyone does it now. All the cool kids do it. All the cool kids out there in the world. Well, I think that that's uh, that's where we close it at. I think I know what song we should play that we have not played yet. I will close on that. Is it Batman? I wish it was Batman, but now it's my generation. Thanks for listening to the week's edition of Record Roundtable. We've been talking about the Who. Next week, we're talking about the Clash. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I would love to hear a stuttering Morty do a cover of that.